0: Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, November the 27th, 2023. It is the 34th Monday in Ordinary Time, the final week of Ordinary Time, and <clears throat> it is also the feast day of the Miraculous Medal, the day the medal was given to St. Catherine Laboure for the spiritual benefit of the whole world. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. When Jesus looked up, he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury, and he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins. He said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest, for those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has offered her whole livelihood." So I often read this and I think, man, that's difficult. That's real trust. That's incredible trust. When you think about all the philanthropists that we have, Catholic philanthropists, we have societies of them. And they give millions and millions of dollars to the Catholic Church over time. We have so many givers and, and I've been at events, you know, where we recognize those that have given the most and we thank them and we give them great honors. And sometimes we give them medals and pins and we have ceremonies for them. <laughs> I'm thinking of Godfather three. <laughs> All right. It's not that bad, but then you have this woman that has nothing. And of course, Jesus, you know, he's pointing it out. Hey, it's more about giving from the heart. It's more about giving in such a manner where there is great trust. You know, priest friends of mine have said the most generous people, the most generous parishes are the poorest parishes. I have one priest friend that ministered among the homeless, and he said these homeless people he would give them a sandwich and they would say, do you want half of it? It's just in their nature to be generous. They trust, they've learned to trust in God providing, and therefore they have no problem sharing. It's it's an amazing thought. We live in the wealthiest country of the world at the wealthiest time. So it's so hard for us to imagine not having and then putting your trust that God will provide and and giving away even the little that you have. Now, the rule of the church is that we're supposed to tithe. Okay, and it's actually a sin to not tithe. I didn't realize that for a long time. So we're supposed to tithe. It's all throughout the Bible, and and that's really what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to help those in need, but there's an obligation to tithe, and that means giving 10% of what you make. So Jesus asks us to tithe. The Bible asks us to tithe. So what is this woman doing? I mean, you got the wealthy people, maybe they're tithing, maybe they're not. It doesn't really affect them that much. You have this poor widow who's doing a whole lot more than tithing. Now, some people look at this in an unhealthy manner. Some people look at this in other readings to mean that as Christians, we're not allowed to have things. We're not allowed to enjoy life. You have to give away everything. Everything and there is a self-loathing that happens among many christians there is this thought that well i'm just supposed to give it all away because my life really isn't even worth much and this is not about self-loathing our lord is not saying to us you know you're not allowed like it was john the baptist right that said if you have two cloaks give one yeah our lord still wants you to have that cloak Our Lord wants you to have what you need. St. Francis de Sales, I've said this before, he talks about everybody has a different vocation. And if you're called to be, let's just say, a husband and a father, okay, it's actually part of your vocation to look to increase your wealth for the good of your family. That's okay. It's a a virtuous thing to do because virtue, a big part of virtue is following your vocation. So what we have here is heroic virtue. It's not self-loathing. He's not saying this poor widow, um, you know, doesn't care about herself. I mean, there have been times, perhaps, in in the history of our church, in the history of the Jews, where maybe somebody gives too much for the wrong reasons, and the church might give it back. Or maybe they give it back in a different way. A situation where somebody gives a lot to their parish, so what does the parish do? They give them something really nice for Christmas or something. You know, making sure everybody's taken care of that, you know, or or maybe giving some money back because, well, we have what we need for this particular campaign. So here, because they're worried that the person didn't have enough. So very often with Jesus... He's not exactly talking about the physical thing because you know when you read the different readings there's there's a balance in there. You know, he tells us to love our neighbor and then in another passage hate your family. All right. Well, <laughs> it all has to be taken in the context. It all has to be taken with balance. But he addresses the inner attitudes. And the inner attitude here is one of its generosity. It's humility. She's not drawing attention to herself. Our Lord has to draw their attention to it. She's not blowing a trumpet before. She probably couldn't afford a trumpet anyway. So it's generosity, it's humility, and it's trust. I can think of different examples of this. The best example, and it's also part of our feast today, is Our Lady. We say, Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Mary did not sin, Mary did not think of herself, Mary endured the greatest possible suffering any human being could endure in going to the cross with Jesus. I saw the movie recently, Cinderella Man, based on a true story, James Braddock, that uh, he was an older guy that went back to boxing during the Great Depression and won the championship belt, even though the man he had to beat was known to have killed people in the ring, and his wife refused to watch any of his bouts because she said, when you get hit, it feels like I'm getting hit. So I don't want to, I don't want to go. And and that final bout when he won the belt, she did listen to a little bit of it on the radio and it caused her great pain. So if she feels the pain when her husband gets punched, imagine our blessed mother, the pain that she felt at the, at the foot of the cross. Her heart and Jesus's heart were one heart. And so she endured incredible pain. We could, I could go for a half hour talking about Mary's pain because she endured so much and it was all for us. It wasn't for herself. She gave all she had and more. She gave us her son and she suffered with him. She offered him in a motherly way at the cross to the Father for the sins of the world. Of course, I don't mean to say in any way by saying that that she's the Messiah or anything like that, that her offering is what saves the world. Now, it's Jesus' offering. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is our Savior. He's the Messiah. But Mary, in a unique way, participated in the Passion, and it wasn't for her. It was for us. Mary did it all for us. She didn't have any sins That needed to be wiped away. And so that's why that miraculous medal is so powerful. Uh, I want to read just very quickly. I always like to read with all these different sacramentals that were given from heaven. What are the promises? The promise of the miraculous medal is very simple. Mary said, all who wear it will receive great graces. They should wear it around the neck. Graces will abound for persons who wear it with confidence. So once again, you have that virtue of trust that we see in this reading today. Trust in the grace of Almighty God. Now, Mary always says, wear it around the neck. She says that with the scapular as well. And there are endless, endless, endless stories of people receiving miraculous intervention by trusting in Jesus, trusting in the intercession of Mary, and following Jesus and Mary's uh, counsels regarding sacramentals and consecration prayers and things like that. Uh, There's just, there's endless, uh, there's endless miraculous interventions by having that simple trust when i think of this reading i also think of like you know we talk about the poor mother Teresa. um the stories are incredible if there's so many books that she wrote that other people wrote about her endless 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 stories of her trusting saying well we need bread okay we don't have bread let's pray to the lord to give bread we got a poor community here they pray and a 18 wheeler shows up with bread within hours, within minutes sometimes. She needed to minister to people in a city where there was fighting. She said, we're going to pray that the fighting stops. It stopped. They had a day where they didn't fight. She went into the city and ministered to the needs of all the poor people there in that city. Uh, And she always used to say, if you don't want your baby, instead of killing it, give it to me. Send it to me. Even if I'm here in Calcutta, I will find a family that will provide for that baby, that will want that baby, that will care for that baby, so that you don't have to murder the baby. And she was always right. She understood the poor. She understood. Yeah, and she would say it. There's families here in Calcutta. They live in a tent or a shack, and they have 12 kids, and they would have no problem taking on another kid. They trust in God. They do the work they're supposed to do. They have what they need to pay for the needs of their family. They do what they have to do. So, this is trusting in God. I think of the widow that Elijah was sent to in the Old Testament, in the book of Kings. She said, we have a little bit more flour, a little bit more oil, and and once we we make this last uh, bit of bread, my son and I are going to die. And Elijah says, no, the Lord promises you'll have what you need, and he lived there with her for a year, and they had plenty of bread. It just kept multiplying itself. They had what they needed. God will provide. I think of a, um, I might have told this story already. It has to do with St. Joseph. There's a lot of new communities popping up all over the place. Some of these communities live real poverty, and they just trust in the Lord to have what they need. And I believe, I forgive me if I quote this wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the way the story was told to me. The community of the Beatitudes in France one of their charisms is they live on divine providence. They don't even go out and beg. They just, they, tr- they pray and they trust in providence and God always provides their needs. And there were two really great funny stories. One was a, a French brother said, I haven't had cheese in the longest time I need cheese. And when they would pray for a particular intention, they would take their petition, write it down and put it under the statue of St. Joseph Joseph. The provider for the holy family. He we enter we we pray through his intercession for our physical needs very often. So they prayed to Saint Joseph. Well, this man is he went to the superior and said, "I'd like to pray for some cheese." And the superior said, "Be careful, because we get what we what we wish for, and if we get cheese, you're going to eat it till it's gone." And he said, "Okay, it's fine. I am French. I must have cheese." And they laughed, and so he he wrote out a petition. Dear jo- Saint Joseph, please send me some cheese. He wrote it down, he folded up the paper, he put it under the Statue of St. Joseph. Within a very short amount of time, a Mack truck 18-wheeler pulled up in front of the monastery, and it was filled with cheese, and the guy unloaded it. He said, I heard you take food donations. He said, I don't know what to do with all this cheese. And the superior was a little bit upset about this, and he said, I told you. You get what you pray for. (laughs) And he said, you're going to eat this cheese till it's gone. They had to empty out for refrigerators and freezers. They had to find places to put all this cheese because they didn't want it to go bad. But yes, they were overloaded with cheese. But another story that's even better than that one is they needed a farm animal to do some work. So they agreed, we're going to pray to St. Joseph to send us like a donkey or a mule or something like that. So one of the brothers said, okay, I'll write it down. And I'll put it under the statue. So he wrote something on a piece of paper, folded it up, put it under the statue. And the next day, a man showed up at the door with this broken down, dilapidated old mule. This thing was missing a tail. It had a big hump on its back and its legs were different sizes. But, you know, those things are strong regardless. So they used it. They got what they needed out of it. It did the work for them. And after a couple days, they thought to themselves, you know what, that's kind of a weird thing St. Joseph gave us, this dilapidated old mule that's all out of out of shape. So the superior one day just decided, I'm going to go look and see what the, uh, the other brother had written on that piece of paper when he asked for this. And he pulled it out from under the statue, unfolded it, and when he looked at this piece of paper, he realized that the monk, the brother, had not written out the petition, but rather he drew a picture. And he was not a good artist. And the picture had this broken down looking old animal on it, missing a tail with a big hump on its back, and its legs were all different sizes. So God provides, and God has a sense of humor, and St. Joseph does too. Of course, we talk about his intercession. So this is how God works. He gives us what we need, so let's not be afraid. This is what this passage is trying to tell us, to be more generous, and we especially consider that at this time of the year. As we're enjoying our wealth, giving each other gifts, enjoying what we've been given from the Lord, think about all the people who don't have what they need, try to be generous to them, but also to trust that God has provided, God will provide, He will continue to provide, And we have nothing to fear, and especially through the intercession of Our Lady and St. Joseph. God gave them, there's no room in the inn, so what happened? They had the stable that they needed. They had the manger. God always provided for them. God gave them that escape into Egypt when Jesus' life was in danger. God always provided for his son, and he promises he will always provide for you and me. With that in mind, have a great day. God bless you.